This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. I just wanted to talk a little bit about my experience. I have COVID. It's still not gone. It's day 25 right now. And I still have a fever. I feel so much better than I did before. But um, it's incredibly frustrating to still have this. But um, what really helped me, especially when it was real bad a couple weeks ago, like a week and a half ago, when it got pretty bad, was um, talking and hearing from other people that also had COVID um, who were around my age. I'm only, or I guess I'm 29 right now. I turned 29 last week in quarantine. But um, to hear from other people and to know what they were experiencing, because every person is a little bit different, I'm finding and hearing, because I've had a fever for 25 days right now, um, which is insane. But uh, here's my story, and I hope it can help other people. Um, So we have some questions that you guys submitted and that we figured out by ourselves. Yeah, just I think the first thing that people probably want to know about is what made you think that you had coronavirus? Because I mean, saying that you've had this fever for 25 days, you've obviously, you know, you've you've experienced this before the big, you know, peak and everything that was going on in New York City where you are. So how did you identify that you had corona? Yeah, so I live in New York City. Um, My sister, who's interviewing me right now, is in San Diego. Um, my whole family's in California right now, which is especially hard to be on your own and be sick and having to take care of yourself when you're very sick. But um, one, I live in New York City, so I was probably exposed at some point living here. And then number two, um, I just went to Spain about a month ago now with my boyfriend. We went for a long weekend and it was completely fine when we were there. Like nothing was shut down. Everything was fine. Like museums were all open. There were huge crowds everywhere. Um, we were still taking precautions using Purell everywhere we went, um, sometimes wearing gloves, um, being careful. But uh, I was in two hotbeds of coronavirus. So I was in Spain and I was in New York. And then when I got back from Spain, um, the day after I started feeling weird that's, all, that's how I would describe it. Um, my boyfriend and I both felt like we had something sitting on our chest. It felt like a small animal, um, just some sort of pressure here. And then as the day went by, it got worse and worse. And then I checked and I had a fever of about, I think it was like 102 at that point. And so I knew I probably had coronavirus and I needed to self-isolate and quarantine myself. And this was before, like, you know, it was a big deal in the United States. And I would just like to reiterate that I know, like, what kind of person you are. And you, like, sanitize Purell. You take all the precautions. So, I was like, really stressed about it. I mean, it shows that, like, you know, like, you can you can take precautions, but you, you still, like, I mean, I guess self-isolation is the best thing right now. Yeah. I mean, 25 days ago, my boyfriend was joking with me because he was like, you look like a lunch lady when I had my gloves on. And I was like, whatever, I'm not going to get coronavirus. But it's like, no matter how much you can prepare and try and be safe, especially if you're living in New York City, like, um, it's just a hotbed here right now. Yeah, and it's going to start rolling through the country. So everyone, no matter where you are, I guess, like, start figuring out, like, what precautions you can take and really take this as seriously as you can. Because obviously, she's out been out for 25 days. Like, it's... It's crazy. Um, do you want to 
share like what happened when you went to the hospital and your interaction? I mean, I guess it'd be different now because it's the earlier days, but I mean, I feel like your symptoms and your experiences with the hospital would probably match up with people in parts of the country where coronavirus isn't such a big deal at the moment. Sure. Yeah. I'm actually very thankful that I got coronavirus early on, especially living in New York. Um, the hospitals are completely overwhelmed right now. And I'm lucky to have even gotten seen, gotten in, um, because I was so early with the virus. But um, I went to the hospital day two when I was feeling symptoms because my breathing just got worse and worse. So I felt like that pressure on my chest and it like really felt like a small animal. And then it got larger over the course of the day, like an ape or something was sitting there. I remember and I you talking about how... I remember you talking about how first it was a monkey and then it was like a chimpanzee and then it was a gorilla. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good visual to think about for like what this does to your body and how you feel while you have it. And obviously I talk a lot, you can tell. And I like couldn't get, I, I wasn't talking to my family. I couldn't talk to anyone um, just because I couldn't breathe very well. And so it got worse and worse. And so that evening, Tuesday, March, 10th, I think around there, if that's a real date, <laughs> or the 11th or something, um, I went to the hospital. Um, and so when I was there, it was at the forefront the beginning. This had not been declared a pandemic yet. And so I walked into the hospital. I had gloves on. I had a mask on because I had brought that to Spain. And so just put on that stuff. Um, so hopefully I wouldn't infect anyone. But I went into the ER. And at first I didn't get seen for like 10 minutes because the receptionist just was talking with friends and wouldn't acknowledge me. And I had to write down on a piece of paper what I was there for. So I wrote coronavirus in really big letters. And she finally looked at it when she was done gossiping and was like, oh my God. But then she came around to get me, to, to grab me to go into the back. And she didn't have gloves on. And she had to like remind herself to put on a mask just because it was the very beginning of this whole thing. Um, and so what I experienced in the hospital was, um, I went into a back room, I was isolated in a room by myself. Um, there were two phones on the wall. Um, and so the doctors would call me from those phones um, so they could talk to me and hear about my symptoms. So they didn't have to interact with me as much. So they were a lot safer. And then when they finally came into the room, they had to wear a hazmat suit um, to take my tests and everything. So I got tested for influenza A, B, respiratory pathogens. They also took an x-ray of my chest to see if I had pneumonia, which I luckily didn't. So I was able to be discharged from the hospital that night. Um, and then also uh, they took the coronavirus test, which I still haven't gotten back um, 25 days Later. They said that it was lost. Like, I, I mean, I know you've been calling about it, but, but now like you don't bother them about I it. I stopped calling because there's yeah. too many other people to worry about. I mean, I obviously have it, but I guess the lab was overwhelmed and just fell through the cracks. Yeah. Gosh. So, and, and when you got back home, sorry, one second, we're um, from working from home. <laughs> um, so when you got back uh, home, I know that you had doctors who were checking up on you by phone and making sure like every day, right? You had someone like, you know, to make sure yeah, it was okay. I, at the very beginning, I had people checking up on me. My insurance was great. 
Um, they had a teledoc line who would call me every day and ask me about my symptoms, how I was feeling and getting better. Um, and then that kind of stopped after the first week because it got too overwhelmed, I think, um, because of all of the patients in New York City. Um, but I think our question at the bottom of the screen, Samantha, if you can see it, is what is happening yeah. in New York right now? Yeah. Um, and uh, New York is just a hotbed and so overwhelmed. I mean, I haven't left my apartment, so I'm not really sure. But I know grocery stores, grocery stores are overwhelmed. All I hear are sirens, which is disconcerting and awful because um, the rest of the street noise is silent. But um, at 7 p.m. every night, it finally sounds like New York because everyone in my apartment building and the apartment buildings around me, we all go outside or like pop our heads out of our windows and we clap for the um, healthcare workers at 7 p.m. And so like at that point, I've like talk to my neighbors from upstairs, like just poking our heads out. But we say like, it finally sounds like New York because or else it's dead quiet except for ambulances. It's just, I, yeah, I can't imagine what that must feel like to be in a city like that and then have it it's go silent. This isn't my New York. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the next question is, yeah, what are what are you doing to feel better? What are the steps that you've been taking at home? Because I know there isn't any kind of cure or anything for this, and everyone's kind of just taking everything that they can from all of the science that's coming as it comes. So what have you done to make yourself feel better medically? And yeah, and I just want to say, too, I'm not a medical professional, and this is just my personal experience of what I'm personally doing to feel better and not jubilance's ideas at all. It's just me as um, a person and what I'm doing. But um, I'm taking, I do take oxalacetate every day. So jubilance because makes me feel better during PMS, which is happening right now. Like why do I have to have my period and coronavirus? I don't know. Like real torture. <laughs> but so uh, my jubilance, I'm also taking a turmeric supplement. I'm taking um, Tylenol to make sure that my uh, fever is regulated. Um, I'm also taking vitamin C every hour, a hundred, no, a thousand milligrams of vitamin C every hour. Um, Cause that was recommended by a doctor um, out of China. And they were so, doing IV drips in China with um, uh, immense amounts of uh, vitamin C and that's what they saw the best results with. So yeah, so I'm taking that. Um, I don't know what I'm taking. I'm taking, I'm taking like women's multivitamins. I'm just trying to get as much rest as possible. Um, and that's really all I can do. Um, yeah, but luckily I'm feeling a little better each day. I just have this fever and a lot of fatigue. So I think I'm pretty much at the end of it. Yeah. 25 days later. <laughs> God, I hope so. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't why do you still have a fever? Do you know? Uh... Um, that's a great question. And I don't know the answer to it. And it's driving me crazy. Like, why is this not over yet? Um, because the typical time period and like the timeline that we've seen by the CDC is two weeks, mm -hmm. but I'm an exception. How exciting. <laughs> and this isn't, this isn't one of the questions we prepared beforehand, oh. but I wanted to just really quickly, um, 
talk to you about because, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be isolated and remote and they have family and stuff, but what, like, because you didn't no longer, there's no longer a doctor checking up on you. Like you've been like, we've been calling to ask about your temperature and your, um, your oxygen levels and taking electrolytes and stuff. So I know, like, I think that's just something to put in really quickly. Um, like just, so even when you feel like you can't breathe, you know, you can check your oxygen levels and see that you are getting enough oxygen. It's just hard to breathe. Yeah. And that's a question that someone wrote in with is, do you think it made a difference to have an oximeter? And I think it did. It, it definitely, it told me like what my heart rate was, which could get pretty high when I was not doing so well, just like lying around, which was terrible. Um, and also told me how much oxygen I was getting into my body, which I thought was useful because at points I think I was just having anxiety about everything. Um, but I could look at that number and say, okay, I am doing okay. I'm getting a little better each day. Yeah. I just thought I would throw that in when we were talking about what you've been doing. So great. Right. Uh, how have you been getting supplies if you can't leave your house? <laughs> um, so I've been doing a number of things in New York. It's great because you can get anything here. Um, uh, I've been ordering takeout a lot. Um, I've also, uh, been ordering groceries so you can use like different apps like food kick or Instacart or prime now to order your groceries. So I'll get those delivered. Um, and I just try and get as much as I can at one time and like make different recipes as much. Now I can kind of stand up and feel okay cooking a lot more. So I'll make big batches so I don't have to cook as often and freeze them and, and take them out. And, um, and eat it again. Yes. So one of the hardest yeah. things for you, I know, is just when it was at the hardest part for you, you couldn't really even get up to just like use the restroom. Like it was just like just to get up. You were so weak. I remember that. So just, you know, having pre-cooked meals come to you is mm -hmm. like, you know, might be a bit expensive, but just, you know, you're not going to be able to cook. You know, it's 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 hard. Yeah. And that was really important to just have snacks and food by my bed because I wasn't eating was a big issue in the first weeks. Um, I just was drinking soup and um, eating whatever I could scavenge and quickly eat um, because I didn't have food ready for myself or like couldn't. Um, I couldn't stand for that long. And so what I did was I started putting like protein bars and fruit, like oranges next to my bed, like literally. So I just bend down and grab something to make sure that I was eating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, another big thing, if you can't stand to cook, you know, when you're sick and you'll, you're probably like in your clothing all the time, how, what did you do about laundry? That's a great question. <laughs> it was horrible for a long time. Well, first of all, I, I really needed new underwear. So I ordered a bunch from Amazon, Amazon basics, cause they have like, you can get like, a bunch for not that much, not that much money. So I made sure I had enough underwear for like four weeks, which is great. Um, but then I also um, just didn't do laundry for about three and a half weeks. I just started doing laundry again um, because it's in my building and I feel safe doing it. It's right next door to my, my apartment actually. Um, but, uh, but my parents sent me like, 
pajama t-shirts, like my dad's old t-shirts, and they sent me towels so I wouldn't have to reuse anything because of the virus sticking to your clothes. Um, and then I would put my laundry in trash bags so and then seal it so nothing was getting in or out. So I didn't put it in my laundry basket because that could be contaminated, but um, in plastic bags. And then when I was finally able to do my laundry, I did some today, um, I put on gloves and I put on a mask. So I'm making sure I'm not um, hurting anyone else in my building. And I just, um, I put on new gloves each time I go outside to, to hit a new button or to take something out. Um, so I'm making sure that my hands are really clean and um, just doing my laundry how I would. Yeah. And I, I will talk more at the end because we'll let her go back and rest because she's still, you know, she still has a fever and everything. Um, but I'll talk about what we did to ship and how you can ship easier and, you know, for less money and get more for your bucks. So stick around for that after. Um, oh, this was a question that we got. Sorry, it's not showing up completely, but you mentioned it was difficult to breathe when you went to the hospital. Oh, here. Oh, it's scrolling. Wow. Did they not check for pneumonia at the time or anything like that? Um, they did check for pneumonia. Um, as I said earlier, they did an x-ray and they also did a bunch of tests um, for respiratory pathogens. Um, and I tested fine for that. And that's why I was able to be released at the time and just go and self quarantine. Um, and then check my oxygen with the oxometer. Um, and then someone else wrote in, have you had the flu? How does it compare? That's a great question. And, um, I was trying to think about that a lot, especially during my first week of having this because I was like, maybe I don't have it. Like it's not in America yet. It's not in New York at the time. Um, but I've never been so wiped out. I've had this for 25 days. I've had a fever for 25 days. That's insane. Um, generally I'm a very healthy person, but, and like, I've been training to run a 5k, which I was excited about to do after Easter, but that's not going to happen. But, um, I like could not even walk to my kitchen, which is like 10 steps away because I live in a small New York apartment um, without being exhausted and like having to catch my breath. Um, and so I think that's a big difference from this and the flu. And I'm just tired. I, I, I just can't do much of anything, which is not me. Yeah. You, yeah. If you know, if you would know my sister, she is like, the kind of person that can't sit still ever like I will go visit and she will have me like up and like walking around New York City until like like two in the morning and then be like she'll be like okay cool. good now you're gonna get a few hours of sleep and then we're going back out and I'll just be like no please yeah. let me sit down this is torture so this is this is pretty hard um so then maybe. like this is another write-up from Gabriella. Um, thank you so much for asking these questions. Yeah, we were trying to figure out what everyone would need to know. This is really helpful. Um, but what have you found to be most like helpful with uh, your breathing and everything? Like, is it just because I know I have asthma, and so I know how just it's sometimes just psychological of just calming yourself down because you know you can get the oxygen. It just it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. So Samantha and I were on at first at Everest Base Camp, like 
six years ago. And it felt very similar to that of just not being able to take a whole breath. <sighs> wow, I can do it now. But, um, but, uh, but it was really helpful to have Samantha who has asthma, like kind of talk me through, Alice, you need to breathe. And she also sent me like a wonderful gif um, that like showed you like, watch this flower and breathe with it as it like opened and closed. And also like um, just meditating, which I've always never done before in my life, but um, has been really helpful in this time. Yeah. Uh, and like the app Calm or Headspace, something like that. Or even just like finding a YouTube video of a meditation has been really helpful with uh, being able to breathe. Because a lot of a lot of a lot of it, I think, was anxiety. But then also being able to look at my oxygen levels and know, hey, I I am okay. I just need to relax and breathe. I'm gonna when be okay. When you're younger and you get diagnosed with asthma, they like send you to classes to learn how to not panic when you can't breathe. And that's, I think that's just a big thing that people need to understand is that if you have, if you're checking your oxygen levels and they're okay, then, you, then it's okay to calm down. If, if, if you're not checking your oxygen levels and you can't breathe, go to the hospital, please. You, like, you know, I'm not trying to t tell you, but I'm just saying that as someone who like has struggled through her life with not being able to breathe, uh, um, you know, the first thing you have to do is you have to calm down. And you have to understand that you are still getting air into your lungs. It just may not be as much as you usually get. And you just have to settle down with it and kind of figure out, is this actually asthma or am I just out of breath? And what are my next steps? And of course, neither of us are uh, no. healthcare this professionals. Is just, so you should this consult is just personal experience. If, you know, uh, if you're feeling that way, first please, of all. Please. Please, like a, a, a lot of things that I'm reading are saying, like, if you have a fever, you know, stay home. But if you cannot breathe or you're having trouble breathing, then please go to the hospital. Please. And that's, they why, I, to make and sure that's they why I ultimately went. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, oh, we've already oh, talked. So here's this question again. Just it's so important. Please get one if you if you are having problems. If you're able to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you are alone. So how have you been entertaining yourself? basically. I've been calling people all the time, like at all hours of the day. Um, yeah, FaceTime and Zoom have been really helpful. I had a birthday party on Zoom um, where we played charades with the charade app and you just had to use your arms because I was tired. Um, but uh, I think hanging out with friends online, playing trivia online, you can play trivia online. Um, I've been knitting. I've been working a puzzle now that I can stand up a little bit. Um, I tried to do embroidery. That didn't work out so well. Um, and watching a lot of TV, lots of trash TV um, to take my mind off of this. Do you have a suggestion for good trash TV? You know, I just love The Bachelor at all times. It's so good and you don't have to think whatsoever. I would like to add Love Island to that trash TV list. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, this is a thing for me because I like I would like to know this as well. What is what is the one thing that you are just so incredibly happy that you had? And then what do you wish you had? I wish I had someone to take care of me. It's very hard when you're very sick to have to take care of yourself. And you do. I want to urge everyone 
if you get coronavirus, if some member gets it, you cannot take care of them. You just can't. Um, it's so easily transmissible. <sighs> um, I think the one thing that made my sick life better, um, ordering takeout. Because I just couldn't even fend for myself when eating. Um, and also, um, yeah, I just, I love all the, my restaurants here in New York and I hope they all succeed. And uh, just a thing for everyone, if you have someone who has coronavirus and they can't leave, we've been sending her, um, her favorite drink is bubble tea. Uh, so we've been sending her boba drinks, you know, as much as we can, like every day she gets a new one. And so, you know, it's so nice. you know, just it's, you know, you, you can still kind of help take care. It just has to be from a distance, which is, which is hard for everyone. Um, so I think we've already gone through, but do you have anything else about what you do to stay calm? No, just watch trash TV, stop looking at the news. I, I, at first I was looking at the news all the time, especially when it wasn't a pandemic, because I was like, when is this going to be declared? Like, why is, are other people suffering like I am and they're not doing anything? But now I just look at the news once a day and that makes me a little happier because it's really scary. Yeah. Okay, great. Now we just have a question for you. Surprise question for me. What am I What am I doing at home? Well, um, I just got out of quarantine. Uh, uh, even though I'm in a house with my family, I just came back. Uh, I live overseas. I work overseas. So I was in Switzerland. And it was, it was very difficult to get home. Um, but, and when I finally got home, uh, I had to be quarantined in my own house. So I was up in my younger sister's bedroom. And I had my own bathroom. And anytime I touched anything else in the house, I was always, I had to wear gloves, we had to wash our hands all the time. Um, I had like specific places where I was allowed to sit, which was like really far away. It was like those funny pictures you see of like, you know, like a dining room table where like everyone's on one end and then one person is sitting at the very other end. Um, yeah. Um, and then just trying to entertain myself every day and now I now I can I'm out of quarantine so it's really nice I can I can touch things um I mean we're still very very cautious at home um the biggest thing though the, the biggest thing that I want to talk about though is what we're doing for Alice which is shipping things to her yay she, she can't get things on her own especially like when we're talking about like, and when she couldn't cook for herself and when she just needed like food by her bed, we needed to get her like quick and easy access to food, but we couldn't take care of her. Um, so the biggest thing that will probably help everyone is the U.S. Postal. Um, they have flat rate cost boxes. They have a medium box, a large box. I have a medium box here. Um, you know, it's the mediums are like. Uh, they're 13, about $13, and then the large ones are about 18 and you can ship up to 70 pounds. So you can put whatever you want in there, flat rate, and you can get these boxes for free. Um, and then, you know, we will put, like, towels and shirts and, like, canned tuna, and I think we did canned ham at some point because we couldn't get anything else. Um, uh, oranges, we're shipping lots of oranges because we live in California. Um, I mean, we're anything that we think she might need soup rice sweet potatoes i mean just it's 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 a wonderful system and then you can print out the label online uh because it's a flat rate so it's just you know you don't need to weigh it or anything you don't need to have a measuring scale 
print out the label online and then you can put it by your post box and then the they can just come and pick it up so you don't even have to go to the post office and put yourself at risk you can just uh set it down there and then they will ship it it's i mean it's really 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 helped i mean alice wouldn't you say that has helped a lot yes i yeah yeah i can't leave my house so no i mean exciting like something is happening today (laughs) i got a post box like the 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 mailman will ring the doorbell and leave it on my doorstep like he leaves it on my mat in my apartment building and i just say thank you through the door and then i wait for him to leave and i put on my gloves and my mask and i go get my package and it's like something is happening that day something's happening that day um the other thing i, w- I want to talk about because we are like you know it's california's getting it's it's getting bad but it's not as bad as new york right now so um, just really fast about shipping things and deliverings to your house for groceries and stuff. Um, so if, if you want to get things, um, a lot of stores are starting to run out of like big essential items. Um, for some reason, eggs are almost impossible to find. Uh, everyone knows about toilet paper, uh, but paper towels, um, what else? Like, like we couldn't even really get sugar, uh, flowers going out because a lot of people are baking. I mean, um, it's just things are things are getting weird. Um, so I highly suggest you figure out how to do your local online delivery and then look at the difference in prices of delivery as well. Um, because we had one where we got it delivered and it was like really expensive to get delivered. And then the other one was like $10, so, you know, so just definitely check out what the price points are at other places. So you're, so you're prepared and ready to go. And, um, as things start to get more, crazy in your areas, uh, deliveries will probably get harder and harder to get. So you'll want to start thinking about making a cart and ordering it for like a couple weeks in advance, because that's when you can get it delivered. And then a lot of your items will be replaced. So just, you know, keep that in mind of when you're planning, like how you're going to get your meals and everything. Um, what we started to do because, uh, it's hard to get a lot of just like essentials, uh, we've gone directly to local farms and if they deliver or like, you know, uh, directly to meat packaging plants and stuff, um, like we're going to the source so that we can try and get them delivered here. Um, wonderful. Uh, also, Walmart.com, Amazon, obviously, I mean, they're going crazy, but Walmart.com, uh, because they also work through Sam's Club, they're able to ship a lot of their stuff. Um, and then if there's things that they can't ship, but you want or you need, and you think that they might be out. I know um, like Target and Walmart and a lot of the bigger stores, they, um, they, won't, uh, they won't hold anything for you. But if you call the store and you ask, they can tell you when those shipments are coming in. So you can plan to go to the store and, hope, and have a better chance of getting it rather than just showing up and hoping that it'll be there. Um, the other one, CVS and Rite Aid, uh, they have dairy. Um, and if you go early in the morning, you, you can get sometimes get eggs or like milk and everything. Um, I highly suggest getting like, um, the non-refrigerable, um, like milks, like the almond milks and stuff, um, so that you can just have those in your pantry just in case. CVS Uh, is also doing free delivery in New York city anyway. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Prescriptions and also like, uh, pharmacy items. So they're not doing the food part, but they're doing, um, I got like my, uh, prescription meds um, delivered for free. 
That's really nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's oh, that just makes me so happy. Um, the other thing is um, Staples. That sounds weird, but um, they have cleaning supplies and they have snacks and toilet paper. We actually, um, it like we were trying not to hoard anything. So you know, we were like, well, like everyone's buying out the toilet paper. We don't want to take it away from people, you know, kind of thing. And then we ran out of toilet paper, so. Uh, we had to, we got some from Staples that just came and they're, it's hilarious because it's like, you know, for, I don't know, office buildings and parks and stuff. They're like, like the huge rolls like this big, you know, just, uh, just, <laughs> just really funny. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically what we're doing. Um, and then uh, speaking of shipping, just just a note in case anyone's worried uh we are still shipping jubilance we we have a lot of measures in place to make sure everything is safe and clean and all of our employees are working very hard uh from home i don't uh, work in shipping just so you know no no <laughs> no social media not from but, new york um, no not it's not coming from new york don't worry about that um but yeah, we have, we have from the beginning when this started, <laughs> because we've seen how crazy it is, uh, you know, we've been making sure to take all of the proper precautions. So uh, occasionally there might be delays as we're not going to the post office anymore and we're waiting for the postman to come and pick up uh, so that, so if you have a late order, it might come in like a day or two later. Uh, so if, if, it, if this is something that you cannot be without on a day, I would suggest ordering uh, two bottles just to make sure that you have it. Um, because, you know, as we're, we're doing our best on our end, but, you know, everything is just, you know, crazy. And so you have to just like think about contingency plans for everything. So I would suggest with all your medication and all your nutritional supplements, just, you know, keep that in mind. Well, Thank you for being on, Samantha. <laughs> um, I feel I feel like we're like the Kumo brothers right now. Yeah, that would be a dream. Um, like you're the governor, and I'm I'm the CNN. I would be the governor. Yeah, we we all um, know this, Alice. Uh, thank you, everyone who watched this. Um, we hope we answered some of your questions. Just to reiterate, we're not medical professionals. This is just from my experience, um, and it was helpful for other people to. Um, it was helpful for me to hear other people's stories, especially when I was in the thick of it and when it got real bad, um, yeah. which it did. Um, but I'm on the other side and I'm hopeful and I'm hoping that this can help um, some of the jubilant sisterhood. If you're going through this or if you're trying to figure out what's really happening and how is this happening to someone, um, because I'm in New York in the thick of it. And, and, you're, and, you're, and you're young. I mean, you're not the target, you know. I am young and I was very careful, um, but it's affecting everyone. So, yeah. Thank you. Bye. Be safe. Wash your hands. Yeah. Don't touch your face like I did this whole time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>